0: Good morning, Liberty.
1: Well, what is up, all of our Liberty loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. My name is Nate Thurston, and across from me is Mr. Charles Chuck Thompson. How's it going today, Chuck? Oh, busy weekend. Did you have a. You actually had to do things this weekend, while well, I did not.
2: I yes, I had a very very busy weekend. My mom is moving into a new place, and so that's what I was doing this weekend. It was a it was a blast. Let me tell you.
1: I you know that's one of the joys of having a truck. Yeah, is you get to help people move.
2: I thought about switching genders. Yeah, just so I could that
1: way you don't get asked to help anyone move. Exactly. Man,
2: and get a trade in my truck for a car. Yeah,
1: that's a and pretty then, good idea.
2: Yeah, then you don't get asked for those kind of things.
1: Well, you guys let us know just, whether or not that's a good idea. I could just idea. decorate
2: or <laughs> point people t- to stuff. <laughs>
1: well, it was, it was a very eventful weekend. Charlie, you actually were up on the news that we're going to be talking about. When I called you this morning, I thought I was going to have to fill you in on everything that happened. No. It's, I was actually envious of you this weekend, assuming that you had not followed anything, because I was stressed out this weekend because it felt like the world was starting to fall apart a little bit more. And it was really because I was on Twitter. That's really the main reason that it felt that way. And I was like, "Man, Charlie doesn't scroll through Twitter all day like I do, Mm-mm. and so he probably feels so much better right now than I do." But you were helping someone move, so yeah. you didn't actually feel that much better.
2: Uh, I felt mentally. I probably felt better. better yeah. Be- yeah. Better. 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 two two T's. That's how good I felt. Yeah. I was bet- better. That's better. Uh, <laughs> That's how it is. Okay, was much better. The
1: big news over the weekend that everyone is going to be talking about today, but we're going to try and beat them to it, is Spotify and Joseph Rogan. I don't know what his middle name are, is. Are or probably probably, probably are. R. R. I guess Joseph Rogan. Uh, Spotify pulling more than a hundred and ten episodes so far of Rogan's podcast. Mm. Charlie, do you want to go through this first story, I guess? And then Let's we'll... tell what else we got. Uh, well, we're also going to be talking about some of the uh, misinformation that has led to deaths coming from Rogan's podcast. we exposing
2: misinformation?
1: Well, we're just going to... Yes, we're going to expose... Well, no, we're not going to be exposing misinformation unless we're talking about what people are saying is misinformation from okay. Rogan's podcast. Gotcha. That kind of thing. So we'll be going through that. A ridiculous article from the Washington Post about that, where um, this uh, columnist basically blames her friend's death on Joe Rogan and then says that she has no idea whether or not her friend has ever listened to Joe Rogan before. (laughs) Um, Then we had big news with the trucker protest in Canada. GoFundMe closing the fundraiser. The city of of Ottawa actually declaring the state of emergency because of the occupation that is taking place there right now. And just a few thoughts on that. And we'll see what else we get to. And we will be playing the video that has gotten Joe Rogan in some trouble. So
2: Mm, just... His words, not mine.
1: Yeah. Literally his (laughs) words. It's going to be a video of Rogan saying things that we're not going to say. All right. Yeah. Go ahead with this uh, first one here.
2: So if Troubles. you, you want to hear the unedited version, you got to sign up at GoodMorningLiberty.Locals.com. Yeah, Nate's, I might
1: edit it before it actually goes edit out. The
2: podcast. We'll see. So all you podcast listeners, you know, there's some perks for being part of the live group. So GoodMorningLiberty.Locals.com. Come check it out. Get the uncensored version of Nate's OnlyFans. Spotify pulls more than 110 episodes of Joe Rogan's podcast. <laughs> Did you catch that at all?
1: <laughs> no, I was reading the story that Jeff, not Marisha, I can't wait till you
2: hear this back. Okay,
1: good. I'm ready.
2: From Forbes, Spotify pulls more than 110 episodes of Joe Rogan's podcast. Spotify is taking down 113, so three more than 110.
1: <laughs> more than 112 yeah. episodes
2: of the Joe Rogan Experience. Joe Rogan Experience. It emerged Saturday after Rogan issued an apology for using racial slurs on his podcast. So he came out. The apology is what actually made them remove everything. Widening scrutiny of the comedian and commentator amid a boycott of the streaming platform by artists for allowing Rogan to spread COVID-19 misinformation. Mm. They're allowing him to spread it It's quicker than the virus spreads.
1: It is, All ex- a, it is a virus.
2: All except one of the episodes were recorded before the coronavirus pandemic took off in the United States, which takes it which makes it unlikely their removal was linked to Rogan's dubious claims about COVID-19. It was Rogan's decision to remove the episodes after consulting with Spotify, Bloomberg reported. From the Spotify CEO, quote, While I strongly condemn what Joe has said and I agree with his decision to remove past episodes from our platform, I realize some will want more, and I want to make one point very clear. I do not believe that silencing Joe is the answer. We should have clear lines around content and take action when they are crossed, but canceling voices is a slippery slope. Looking at the issue more broadly, it's critical thinking and open debate that powers real and necessary progress. So, how about that? Yeah. I mean, they're trying very hard to take this guy out. We got to take a break so
1: I can tell you about our new sponsor, the Bound by Oath podcast. Why is it so difficult to sue police and other government officials, even when they're violating the Constitution? The Bound by Oath podcast examines legal doctrines like qualified immunity that close the courthouse doors on victims of government misconduct. Brought to you by the Institute for Justice, a nonprofit law firm that litigates police brutality, free speech, and other civil rights cases, Bound by Oath is a legal history podcast with scholars, journalists, and litigators that feature stories of real people fighting to hold government officials accountable for using excessive force, lying on the witness stand, for putting innocent people in prison, and much more. You can listen to Bound by Oath on any podcast app, and I can tell you right now, you're going to like it. If you like this podcast, you're going to like that one. Go find Bound by Oath on your favorite podcast app. Today, we got to take a break and talk about our sponsor, BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness, something preventing you from achieving your goals? I've gone through this before. Charlie's gone through this before. He uses BetterHelp himself. I've gone and talked to counselors before. Sometimes maybe you're being a little bit too hard on yourself. Maybe there's a different perspective that you need to look out for. Taking care of your mental health is something that is very important. And it's also very possible. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You're going to connect in a safe and private online environment, so much more convenient than fighting traffic, going into the office somewhere. You just get on the app and talk to someone. You can start talking to them in under 24 hours. This is not some self-help app. This is actual professional counseling. You can send a message to your counselor anytime, and you're going to get a timely and thoughtful response and you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions all without ever having to go to that freaking waiting room. BetterHelp is committed to giving you great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if you need to. If they match you up with someone and you don't like them, you can switch over to someone else. It's more affordable than actually going into the office because you're just doing it over an app. And this is available worldwide. You got expertise in so many different areas. Depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family, grief, self-esteem. Anything you share is confidential. This is very convenient. It's professional. It's affordable because you're doing it through an app instead of going into the office. You can go to the website and check out the testimonials. And by the way, this is not a crisis line. So many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. There's a reason for that because a lot of people are using this app to get help. If you want to start living a happier life today, as a listener, you get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com gml. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. That's betterh dot com slash G-M-L. And, you know, Spotify is actually sticking with them pretty good. And uh, Now, that the likely has a lot to do with the uh, contract that they're under. Uh, and maybe the Spotify CEO is actually a believer in free speech and open debate, all those things as well. I did write an article over the weekend talking about this because Rogan did apologize. And there's a a slippery slope of apologies coming from this stuff too, uh, where this could could end up being bad. But what I wanted to do was play the video that was going around from Patriot Takes is what it is. Now that sounds like it's some kind of a right-wing Patriots organization, but it's not. It's actually partnered with an organization called Midas Touch, which is a left-wing super PAC. And that is who has actually put the video out, just so everyone's clear about where this video came from. It, it did come from a Twitter page that has partnered with a left-wing super PAC. So if you have any wonders about what the underlying motivations are here, I don't think it's anyone actually upset about what Rogan said. I don't think it's about anyone who was truly hurt by any of his words that he said years and years and years ago
2: by the way his top the the top comment on his instagram apology i saw was a black guy who said hey joe i'm black you good bro <laughs> it's good <laughs> this has came down
1: everything's fine
2: yeah let's ask maurice maurice how's joe rogan in your he's eyes? he's good let's see
1: all right let's see whether uh, rogan said now um this will likely be edited for the actual podcast because I don't Maurice know. Marie says he shouldn't have even apologized. I, I don't <laughs> think he should have apologized either. And you know why? Because these episodes have been up for a long time. So if he was actually sorry about it and, and embarrassed that he used this word or anything, then the episodes would have been taken down a while ago. Like mm. he if he actually thought that it was so dangerous and terrible for those episodes and him saying those words out there, to be such a terrible thing that he needs to apologize. Then it would have already happened. It it happened because this video went viral and it was going to hurt Spotify. And Spotify had him come out and say some stuff and he, and he gave one of his sincere apologies. And to me, it's not a great idea. Maybe we'll play the apology or a little bit of it here too, because I do have that pulled up. All right, so earmuffs for everyone. Uh... <laughs> Let's just see how this goes right here.
0: Yeah. Saying the word, I you've already said. Nigger R-D is just like saying. Nigger. Nigger. She's calling you a nigger. It's like this boy that he's a nigger and starts calling them niggers. Nigger. There should be a word like nigger, especially like the word nigger. that's our nigger. About nigger. He says nigger, guy a nigger, and then our niggers starts saying. How to use the word? Out the word? Nigger? See nigger? Word nigger? Say nigger, and he couldn't say nigger. <laughs> the la- I'm
1: sorry, we weren't <laughs> laughing about the word, the way that he said the, it the last time. How they slowed
2: it down. It wasn't minute. the
1: word, it was the way it he was, said it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> now yeah. You'll notice
1: we're not going to uh, say the word right now because we can't. And uh, that's the main reason right here. And also, you know, maybe it's just not a, not a word that should be in the common vocabulary for everyone. I think that Uh, A lot of people have moved well past that, but I just wanted to have a a tricky, nuanced conversation here. I don't really see the massive deal when you're just repeating what other people have said. If you are using it in that context, you're talking about lyrics to songs, uh, anything like that, or just saying that it's a word and here is the word Mm. that we're going to say. I don't understand why that is such a big deal. And that's mostly what, seem to be happening here in this thing. Um,
2: Well, this goes to a broader conversation of words in general. mm -hmm. uh, And, uh, you know, we don't need to get into a whole linguist conversation, but I I just want to quickly point out that different ways of saying certain things and even words in the English language have different meanings in different cultures. Mm -hmm. So words have always been, or utterances, let's say, have always been in the way that you use them. Yeah. Right. Like, if I say, if I just say, fuck, mm. then it's just a word, and in fact, in the 15th century, it meant something like fornication. <laughs> Before that, yeah. somebody can so, be used that. Way somebody also. had to say it. somebody had to utter that specific thing and then put a definition with it? Yeah, like, oh, what do you mean? We make new words all the time. By the way, just
1: look at the Gen Z vocabulary. I don't know what happened yeah. to
2: me. But if I call Nate, you know, a, a a bad, if I am demeaning him and telling him he's, you know, effing stupid, let's yeah. say, well, that word becomes a whole different meaning. So you're saying it's the context. It, well, it's the context. It's also, it's also the,
1: the, the, it's like what you mean behind it when you say the word, are you trying to be demeaning or what's derogatory? The motiv-
2: yes. What's the motivation behind it? What, what is anything like that? So that to me, we're just talking about all words here. That's the easiest way to look at it because, and I'll give you a good example. <clears throat> bloody in the United States just means like, oh, you're bloody, mm-hmm. right? But in e- in England, or the United United Connotation, Kingdom, thank you, Bailey. That's the word we were looking for. Connotation, yes, but in England, bloody is a is a curse word. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's it has a bad you know juju around. And
1: it. what's funny is you could say bloody like in a TV show or something like that, or live on air, and, like, even if it's a British person using it as a curse word, and it, it wouldn't even have to be bleeped out, even though they're using it as the same mm. way that we would use a different word. Now, the N-word doesn't exactly have all types of different meanings through all different types of connotations and all that. That's not true. What I have... Well, I it know... absolutely does. I know that. I know that, you know... <laughs> It does. A, I I know that. I know. It's so hard to have the conversation without being able to say the word. That's it's why true. I was laughing. Yeah. That's what makes it difficult. The thing I have an issue with it is it could be a term
2: of endearment. It's,
1: I know it can, like, like you're my friend. Yeah. We're, we're good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Obviously it can mean a lot of different things. Um, and I don't think that that uh Rogan was using it in whatever all the negative ways were that you could be using that word. And I do feel like that matters. And I also think it's weird that there's just a word that you literally, we won't say it right now. Charlie said the F word like two minutes ago. And then there's other words. I literally just can't say it. Mm-hmm. Just has the word. Here is a word. It has this many letters in it. I can't say that word. Isn't that weird? How, did, that how do you strange. get to that
2: point? That is strange. And I think Joe Rogan alluded to that in his apology. You know, and, and a part of where he got caught or I guess got caught or that was on the podcast is he was having a whole discussion about it. Mm -hmm. He was like this, there's this word that we can't say Like, why can't we say it? Who is deemed that it's not appropriate uh, to to even say the word. Now, look, I do want to, I do want to say that I don't think it's a good word. Yeah. Like it definitely has horrible meaning, um, especially used in a derogatory way. It was, it, it, it originally...
1: The problem is the history.
2: Yeah, the history of it originally was very derogatory towards uh, the black community uh, when, when blacks were literal slaves. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, during the Jim Crow area, the actual Jim Crow area. And we're area, still in
1: Jim Crow right now. 2.0. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, we got things just like black so, codes right
2: now. You know, it's an awful word. It is an awful word. Like, I don't... Um, I'll admit that I've used it before. Mm-hmm. So if Spotify wants to cancel me, um, I don't think that I don't think there's any videos of it, guys.
1: You're I'll just nice. back to, I'll Let me um, back up, Charlie. Right now, he's telling the truth. I've heard him use this a lot of times. <laughs> okay, not, not now, me, not, not me ever. I've never said it, but not, Charlie, uh, every other word for most I'm of our. I'm just being honest. Yeah.
2: I'm just being honest. Like when I was younger, um, especially uh, telling jokes or or sing, listening to Dr. Dre or singing songs. <laughs> um, I remember you and I in Atlanta. Well, I guess you bleeped yourself out. I guess, but we did karaoke, yeah, of Dr. Dre's song. When we were in Atlanta. This was, I don't know, six years yeah. ago or something. I don't like that.
1: think I because I know I had to be hammered, drunk to be doing forgot about <laughs> Dre karaoke, and so I probably did not bleep myself out. Oh, I thought at you all. were
2: telling everybody that you didn't say it.
1: Well, not that I recall. Yeah, yeah, I can't really tell you for
2: sure. And now I. As no Joe video. Rogan said, I wouldn't use it now. Like, I don't want my son saying it, Yeah, obviously. Um, but I never, I personally, because I know myself, I've never used that derogatory ever, ever in my whole life. Um, I don't look at any person as any different or less than me because of the color of their skin or for any other reason, uh, whether they're short or fat <laughs> Or by short, he means taller less than, me. than six seven. Yeah, or the or if they're taller, like I don't look at anybody differently for any reason at all.
1: Yeah, um, the the s- part that's bad here is there's a meaning behind the word. There's there's context. There's the connotation, and that is what people should actually care about. Is what is the connotation? What is the reason someone used it? And simply removing the word from being able to say it in public. Uh, does not remove the the connotation or the context or anything behind it. You're not solving anything by doing that. You're not solving the hate in people's hearts by doing that, which is what people should really be paying attention to. And I'm not looking at the live chat right it's now. So I so funny. See Charlie <laughs> is dying. cracking up. Let's listen to a little bit of Rogan's apology uh, here. Just, which hang I, on, hang on. I do think is... Not the best idea.
2: Wait, one person in the live group said, I couldn't sleep last night because of the slave auction that popped up behind my house because <laughs> Joe Rogan said the N-word 12 years ago.
1: <laughs> I hate it when that happens. Oh, that's good. All right, let's play this, Joe. Let's see what you got to say. And I agree uh, with uh, what Marie said and probably other people. I don't think that the apology was a great idea uh, because it's not going to solve anything. It's not going to actually... Make anyone happy? No one's gonna be like, "Oh yeah, I guess Rogan's okay. I guess this show's fine. We don't need I, to cancel it."
2: I will say, if you're gonna do an apology, this was the right way to do it, though.
1: The um, like, I'm sorry, you're offended. Apology,
2: kind of, yes, because <laughs> yeah. he explained everything first, and I and I know that. Be, well, I'm not gonna repeat that on the show. <laughs> All <laughs> just right, pl- just play it.
0: Hello, friends. Um, I'm making this video to talk about the most regretful and shameful thing that I've ever had to talk about publicly. There's a video that's out. That's a compilation of me saying the N word. It's a video that's made of clips taken out of context of me of 12 years of conversations on my podcast and it's all smushed together and it looks fucking horrible even to me. Now I know that to most people, there's no context where a white person, is ever allowed to say that word, never mind publicly on a podcast. And I agree with that now. I haven't said it in years, but for a long time, when I would bring that word up, like if it would come up in conversation and stay, instead of saying the N word, I would just say the word. I thought as long as it was in context, people would understand what I was doing. Like that context was part of the clip where we were talking about, Red Fox how Red Fox said that word on television in the 1970s and how times have changed so much since then or about how Richard Pryor used it as one of the titles of one of his albums or I was quoting a Lenny Bruce bit or I was quoting a Paul Mooney bit or I was talking about how Quentin Tarantino used it repeatedly in Pulp Fiction or I was talking about how a Netflix executive ironically used it because he was Trying to compare it to another offensive word and he said it out loud and they fired him. Not calling anybody or just saying the word out loud. I was also talking about how there's not another word like it in the entire English language. Because it's a word where only one group of people is allowed to use it and they can use it in so many different ways. Like if a white person says that word, it's racist and toxic. But a black person can use it and it could be a punchline. It could be a term of endearment. It could be lyrics to a rap song. It could be a positive affirmation. It's a very unusual word. Okay.
1: That's probably, so listen, that apology is not going to fly with anyone who is uh, upset with Rogan about any of this stuff. Well, at the
2: very end is where he said my deepest, sincerest apologies yeah. from the bottom of my heart. Yeah. Um, And look, I, I, I will say, you know, as culture changes, that, that it's definitely a word that we shouldn't use. Um, I, as Joe Rogan said, I haven't said it in years. i I never said it publicly. Like I'm just lucky that I did, wasn't recording myself <laughs> during those times yeah. in my younger years. Um, but, but, uh, so I don't, I don't, you know, I don't think you should say it now, um, because of because of the meaning behind the word that the culture has decided to lay upon it. Well, let's just. But I don't think he's wrong for what he did, you know, twelve years ago. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah, I um
1: the the main the main issue I have here is that it's not really anyone who is upset that he said the word because we've got other examples of people that are on the left saying that word. We've got The president
2: of the United got video States, video right of now. Joe
1: Biden saying the word. And we've got this this uh, video of people from the young Turks saying it quite a bit. It's not about him saying the word. This is about the fact that they want to get rid of Joe Rogan.
2: Well, and you saw that's the tweet. what it is. You saw the tweet, right? It, which one of the video? The tweet said, this is who the right wing is supporting.
1: Yeah. And it's just or, this him. is who the
2: right is supporting.
1: And it's it's not him using the word in a derogatory. It's him saying the word. that that's it. And so if him saying the word is the thing that people are upset about, then they should also get upset with uh, young Turks. I, I for, think
2: Joe brings up a good point here, too. He says, us saying black today is equivalent of our grandparents saying colored 50 years ago. I think maybe 50 years from now, black's going to be out. We'll be like, well, that, that alri- be-
1: sometimes it, it already does. Like People do get upset if you, you could use the word Black inappropriately or people, you know, for a while we switched to where you had to say African American the whole time, which I felt was racist the whole time because I don't talk to anyone else and call them whatever Charlie's, wherever Charlie's ancestors came from. I don't know. I feel like that's a weird thing to do. When I look at Charlie, I I'm call a, him Whitey.
2: I'm a Finnish American. Yeah.
1: Like that, that's a, to me, that's a racist thing to do is yeah. just to decide to look at someone and the color of their skin and call what? them African American. They're just American. Well, look
2: at you, I'd say cracker.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You don't, you don't make fun of my eyes or anything like that. No. So uh, here's, if people are upset about people using the word, then what are we going to do about the Young Turks? Uh, the earmuffs again, once again.
0: I apologize. I know these are like difficult words to hear, but words like and fag is. You are why I lost my job. He only shot a. Run, nigger, run. Nigger, this or that. Okay, so they're like, all right, all right, you cover that Jerry Rice looking nigger. Whatever, niggerhead. N- nigger. Nigger like. He canceled his weekend at Niggerhead Ranch. His ranch was called Niggerhead. I'm fucking Jews and niggers and nigger lover on it.
1: Which is better? nigger or cracker.
0: It was apparently called niggerhead. Oh, you're a nigger? Doing fucking nothing and being a lazy nigger. They were nigger lovers. It don't give a nigger time to learn his lesson. White crackers. Yeah. Does that mean I can say black?
2: Nigger? Are you just okay. it again?
0: <laughs> no, just it
1: just automatically restarted, so <laughs> that's what's go- I Just wanted to hear it over and over again. That's all of it. <laughs> No, but the the point is, it's not about someone saying the word. It's about who is saying the word and what their other ideas are. That is the problem that people have right now. It's not with the actual word. This is not some kind of brand new thing that no one's ever heard before. These episodes are really old. That's why I also was annoyed by Rogan's apology. He knew that the episodes were up there. He knows he said it a bunch of times. He knows that deep down he still thinks it's funny. All of the all of the stuff that he said and, and when other people use it too, he knows that because he's a comedian. So anyway, that is the part that I'm that I'm a little bit I don't say disappointed, but I just don't think the apology is gonna go well because if anything, he's just gonna end up alienating fans of the show by doing this thing where he constantly kowtows to the left censorship mob. And he's going to lose some of the respect of some of his fans. And the issue is if that happens, if his viewership goes down because some of his fans think that he is someone who's just going to apologize or who is going to edit what he's saying and they don't feel like they're really getting true, uncensored Joe Rogan all the time, they're getting the they're getting this censored, edited version of Rogan, then they're not going to like it as much. And the issue there is... If he becomes worth less than what it would cost Spotify to get rid of him, then they'll get rid of him. And so he could end up censoring himself by doing the apologies. Now he's well within his rights to apologize and all that stuff. That's what he wants to do. He probably has to also. And we all know that. We're not in the position. It's well, probably he's more in. so
2: for advertisers yeah. than it is Spotify. Also.
1: Yeah. But I mean, those advertisers, it's not like they don't know what they're they're getting. It's not like they don't know what they're getting already. He's already down to a list of advertisers that don't really care anymore. Um, so one other thing associated with the Rogan, this Rogan fiasco. Let me pull this up. How this many
2: views r- did that, what, that Young Turks video have, though? Oh, I don't know. I, did it go and, viral, too? Yeah. I wonder yeah, if they're going to issue an apology.
1: I doubt it because no one's going to demand an apology for him, so they, they don't need to. This is a tweet from Matthew Sheffield. Now I looked him up. He's got a podcast and he's got a blue check Mark and he's got a decent amount of followers. And he says, Joe Rogan fans often point to his fig leaf endorsement of Bernie Sanders as proof that he isn't right wing. I can tell you this right now. There's no definition of what left and right wing are by the way. And we're, I'm going to ask what does it mean to be right wing? Because Rogan has all of the terrible economic viewpoints that there are. He he did endorse Bernie Sanders. What everyone who does listen to Rogan needs to know is that he's not an ideologue. He doesn't have these solid principles other than seeking the truth and free speech and and all of that. He's got those ideas. And that's why I'm concerned if people start to feel like he's losing the the one idea that he does have, which is to always be truthful in his speech all the time. So if he does lose that, so anyway, um, Matthew Sheffield goes on to say, but right wingers overwhelmingly are his favorites, as you can see from his guest list. And then he gives the guest list of right wingers. Now here's the whole list. Here's the people on the left. And here's the people on the right. He only counted people with multiple appearances, by the way, not people with one. Um, well, he does have, uh, he, he does have, is it sink or chink? Mm -hmm. I don't know which one it is. Uh, the the one from the Young Turks who we just saw now this it would put him on the right I think and part of Rogan's problem. So
2: is Edward Snowden on the left?
1: Um, let me see. No, not he's, over the here. So he's, no, he's on there. Is he on there? Yeah, I didn't well, see it. Where right is above,
2: he? Right above Chink. Edward Snowden is on
1: somehow makes it on the left of this list. Mm-hmm. Now what's funny? The funny part is who's on the right. Now there's a lot of people who are actually on the right. Ben Shapiro is on there. Adam Kroll is on there. Um, here's on, here's who's on the right. Russell Brand, <laughs> Tulsi Gabbard, a, who was a democratic S- representative, Sam Harris, <clears throat> Elon Musk, Steven Pinker, Tim Poole, which is questionable, Brett and Eric Weinstein and Barry Weiss, formerly of the New York times. And there's a lot of other people <clears throat> who are actually more on the right for sure. But some of this on the list, Russell Brand, I mean, I would just listen listen to a video from Russell Brand this morning where he was talking about how the corporations are ruling everything and that we need to control drug prices and everything in the U.S. And all. I mean, so what defines someone being on the right? That's
2: what I'm trying to figure out. And the only thing I can. Anybody who's not extreme left. That's that's it. Like Michael Malice. He's an anarchist. Yeah. He's not on the right at all. It's only it's, it's only people to the to the right of the extreme left.
1: It's only people who will have nuanced conversations about different viewpoints, and so it doesn't matter if you're economically on the left or if you're economically uh, socialist uh, for some of these people. Guys, Tulsi Gabbard, I know that she's some sort of hero for libertarians. Amazingly have put out a video last year saying that we needed to seize profits from the corporations that made a bunch of money during the pandemic. She's not on the right. She's not a libertarian. All she has done has had some nuanced viewpoints about sex and about, uh, uh about COVID restrictions. And a lot of these people you'll notice have not towed the line when it comes to COVID. And that's how they ended up ending up on this list.
2: Jordan Peterson, also listed on the right, <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> Just,
1: very right wing person,
2: which is crazy. Um, yeah,
1: so it's not on economics. We know that because these people are not right wing on economics. What it is is they don't hold they, they don't carry water for the establishment. Essentially, they don't tow whatever MSNBC's line is for things that you're supposed to say, mm-hmm. and that's about it. That's that's all I can figure out. It's crazy. <laughs> I mean, literally. Sam Harris? What is right-wing about Sam Harris other than being willing to have nuanced conversations about, about things? You know, the Weinsteins? It, it literally, I don't know how they end up on this list. I'm, I'm surprised that Bernie Sanders is not on the right side oh, of this list for some things. I know.
2: I figured it out. What'd you, what'd you get? They're all white. Mm. okay.
1: We got it. That's why. We figured it out. Mm-hmm. I can't believe Edward Snowden... They put Snowden over on the left. What is it that... I don't know. Whatever. I, I'm, I'm done trying to figure these people out. It just don't make no sense. Dave Rubin? Yeah. It's I on, mean, It's on the right. You could You could say on the right with that stuff. Okay, so why were they originally wanting to ban Rogan? Now, this is a really great thing that they've done. It's once again slightly impressive because with the COVID thing wasn't really working anymore. That was dying down. And then you got to go to the old faithful, which is calling someone a racist. If mm-hmm. you can't get them, get them deplatformed based on anything else, you got to just try and call him a racist. I saw this article on Yahoo talking about the former Biden health policy advisor is blaming all sorts of lies for us vaccine drive sputtering. So it's because of vaccine lies uh, that the, amount of people in the U S that are vaccinated is not going up mm. like it,
2: like it was because of all this information misinformation that's <clears throat> allowed to be out there. Vaccine misinformation
1: has played a huge role in the disappointing U S turnout for coronavirus shots. According to a former white house health policy advisor quote, because of misinformation, because of all sorts of lies have been propagated out there. Like it causes infertility or serious side effects. Those are two, those are right in line with each other. It doesn't cause any serious side effects at all. You know, I'm reminded every time I see a commercial for a medication, just how, just how blocked all of the information about this specific medication has been. Because when you watch a commercial for medication, it's about 10 seconds of someone looking happy playing in the park with their kids. And then it's about 50 seconds of all the side effects for the medication, even if it's like one person had it.
2: Well, they're still showing the the happy
1: scene. Oh yeah. They're still pushing their kid on the swing, something like that. Someone's. Smiling, writing mm. a note, something like that, and it's uh, you know, my it may cause death. Don't take. <laughs> I heard one this weekend. I can't remember the name of the medication, but one of the warnings was, don't take this medication if you're allergic to this medication. The the medication they were advertising. Well, they put that on all of them. I, what what kind of idiots do we have? I mean, seriously, don't like ibuprofen. Let's just say yeah, ibuprofen. Surprised. Don't take ibuprofen if you're allergic to ibuprofen. Mm-hmm. Like we have to go all the way down to that. But we, but. It is serious misinformation to suggest that this vaccine causes any serious side effects. Mm -hmm. We're not saying that it's out there killing people or anything. There goes that vaccine, always killing people. That's what it Mm -hmm. does. That's not what I'm saying. Uh, But to say that it's misinformation, that it causes any serious side effects... Yeah, that's a little and ridiculous. Also, and also
2: shifting the blame, like they like they don't have any blame. What mm-hmm. about the misinformation that came from the government? That's
1: look at that you're you're beating me to the end here already. Here we that's, there we go. Saying our brains are just linked up together. All right, like it causes infertility or serious side effects. They're implanting chips in people's brains. How many people actually believe that? There's no way a microchip could cross the blood brain barrier. Everyone knows that. <laughs> We've plateaued at about 60% of the population vaccinated, Dr. Ezekiel Emanuel said. That's not good enough. Now, they go through some statistics here to show you just how widespread the misinformation is. About 64% of the population is fully vaccinated, 41% are boosted, while 75% have had at least one dose. The nation ranks far behind countries like Denmark, the United Kingdom, Israel, and other countries the size of New York City. A recent survey from the Kaiser Family Foundation found that 35% of Americans either believe or are unsure about whether deaths from the COVID vaccine are being intentionally hidden by the government. I like how they lump those two things together. Either believe it or you're unsure about it. And so then we'll give the statistic on that. While, While roughly 31% percent believe or are unsure about the vaccines uh, being shown to cause infertility.
2: It should be everyone, by the way, because no one is sure.
1: Unsure. Like, like one percent would say that they're totally sure. And that's like the doctors that physically know the makeup, like point zero 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 one percent know for sure it doesn't do this Mm -hmm. because they've studied it themselves. So looking at this is how they they got to get these numbers up as big as possible, so you're either you've heard it or you've you've heard it, but you don't know if it's true. And that's the people that they're counting in the study. So if you've heard it and you don't know whether or not it's true, you're still counted in the people who are suffering from misinformationism mm-hmm. right now, which is uh, the government is exaggerating the number of COVID-19 deaths. Pregnant women shouldn't get the COVID-19 vaccine. By the way, the COVID vaccines being shown to cause infertility, 8% said that they believe that to be true. 23% said that they have heard it, but they don't know. But those those people are wrong too, Charlie. You know why? Because they are questioning what the experts are telling them, and well, you they, cannot question things. They
2: heard the misinformation. Yeah. So that's a problem.
1: Uh, that is a problem. Because they shouldn't
2: be hearing mm. that.
1: Yeah. Kind of Let's
2: see, same survey also found that
1: one in four individuals either believe or were unsure <clears throat> whether vaccines could give you COVID or contain a microchip. How many people thought the microchip thing? 7% said that they've heard it and they believe it. 17% said they've heard it and they don't know <laughs> if it's true. Now, that's kind of a high number because I'm just saying it'd be kind of tough to get that chip in through the, through the syringe. Mm. But, you know... I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's, I've heard it, and I don't know for sure. You know.
2: Well, these nanochips <clears throat> they got now, Nate, you, That's they're true. microscopic. That's true. Okay? They're yeah. smaller than a... They're like the size of hydrogen. Yeah. I guess so, if
1: you're using like a 18-gauge needle or something like that, then you, you might be able to get that through there. I'm yeah. not sure. Yeah,
2: yeah, just like you pass water. I'm not sure. It's <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: But th- here's the actual problem that they have. Because they go on to say... Uh, that one thing that could help address this trend would be setting the record straight on vaccines and the benefits they provide. And so the actual problem they have is the lack of trust in anyone who's out there in the expert realm telling people because they have destroyed all of the trust that people have in them by willfully lying to people so they could steer them in certain directions and then telling them later that they were lying to them to get them to do a certain thing. Or for them being out there saying, oh, yeah, if you get the vaccine, then you can't spread COVID after that. The vaccine, stopped, the COVID stops with every vaccinated person. It's done. Mm-hmm. Biden's still saying this. As of like a week ago, he's still saying that if you get this, you can't spread it. Okay? <laughs> and so who are you going to go to to listen to them to hear about the vaccines and all their benefits? You don't trust any of these people that are in these institutions. And that's their fault. That's not everyone else's fault. And so that is where their actual problem lies because there are plenty of people out there talking about all the benefits from the vaccine. There are way more people out there talking about all of the good things and how all this is misinformation. The the root cause of the problem is that no one trusts the galdern word that comes out of those people's mouths because they're known liars. Mm-hmm. That is the issue that they need to actually tackle is to stop lying all the time. From the get-go.
2: Yeah. From the get-go. There's a complete lack of trust. And I know you have this right here. That's the actual problem. It's not a lack of information. It's a complete lack of trust in anything that, any, that the government says at all. And in fact, that was evidenced when Trump was president and it was his administration. Everyone on the left, mm-hmm. we're not going to take the vaccine. Yeah, Developed by Trump. They rushed it through. They're they rushing ru- it through the approval process. Yeah, I'm not going to yeah. be a guinea pig for that. No, I'm not taking that. Now, all of a sudden, it's the holy grail. And if you don't take it, well, then obviously you're a right-wing conspiracy theorist and we must cancel you. And Amanda
1: put out a good list here. Here's something they could do. Set the record straight on the risks. You know, they they worry that if they talk about what the risks are, that it's going to scare everyone away from taking the vaccine. it
2: scare some people away.
1: But I would argue that the fact they are denying so heavily that there are any risks involved with it is actually scaring people even more. Because everyone knows that that is total BS because there's a risk associated with everything. So why won't they talk about it? And so then you're like, well, what is it? Why aren't they talking about this? There must be this big, massive conspiracy going on. Just be upfront about it. Uh, She also said, um, disclose the trial data. Yeah. uh, Why would people question anything? Pfizer is going to release their data in 50 years. Yeah. Come on. That's that's the kind of stuff that we have to deal with. Just put the information out there. Quit treating the people like they're idiots and like they can't make their own decisions. And this coddling people and acting like they're children, which by the way, not trying to vaccinate children is another thing that would be pretty good. And letting people have the exemptions, other stuff that the man put on here, and the liability for manufacturers. That's one of the big scary things that people don't like. One, this vaccine did come out way faster. Than all of our other vaccines in history, it was very quick. I I think that that is uh, a testament to how far science has come and and technology and all Fauci that. Fauci
2: or like science as like a community,
1: actual science, like the practice of sciencing okay. something. Gotcha. Uh, that not a, not Fauci himself.
2: I didn't want to confuse the.
1: Yeah, the no, folks. I get it. No, that's true. So, and and but they need to realize that that can also. Worry people a little bit, and uh, when you also make the make it where the manufacturers aren't going to be liable for anything, that makes people pretty worried. Those two things, coupled together, plus you won't mention that there are any risks or anything like that. How many commercials have you seen, like the like the uh, any commercial that you've seen out there for a medication? And you guys know how long you have to sit through a list of every risk that happened in a clinical trial associated with it. How many of those commercials have you seen for the vaccine? Instead, they decide that they're going to force you to take it. And you don't see any commercials like that at all. That is a reason that people have issues with this. I would much rather them be upfront about it. And they think that not being upfront about it, lying and then forcing people, is going to be a better road than just being truthful about everything.
2: And you get to this point where it's like, well, the people don't know what's good for them. We have to force that onto them. It's like, if you treat them like children... Like, they don't know what's good for them, right? Just imagine teenagers. Has anyone ever been successful forcing teenagers to do anything? mm Have no, you ever been fact, successful
1: trying to force a libertarian to do anything? In fact,
2: the opposite happens. Yeah. Okay? That's what actually happens. It's the exact opposite of what the outcome that you wanted, which is rebellion. Yeah. And that's a, and that's a lot of what's happening right now is people, I mean, like Nate. You're like, I'm just not going to get it because I don't, because you're telling mm-hmm. me to.
1: If they would not have done, if the government would not have pushed so hard and tried to hide all this stuff and try to silence people that were speaking out and try to get people fired for not taking it, doing all those things, if it would have just been a normal product release from a company where also they could be liable if bad things happened at the same time, then I would have I would have taken the vaccine. I, I definitely would have done it because I don't think that it's more... I don't really think that it's more dangerous uh, than any other medication or chemical or substance that we put in our bodies on a daily basis. Uh, but I, I'm not going, I'm definitely not going to do it until they, until there's a Republican president. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Unless Trump gets elected. Yeah, in yeah, if 2024. Trump gets back in. I'll take it. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, can you skip down to the GoFundMe thing? And we'll talk about that real quick. Cause okay. I'll tell you what, man, I'm not going to use GoFundMe. Ever any any more? No.
2: This coming from thestar.com. GoFundMe closes Freedom Convoy fundraiser after reports from police. An online fundraising platform has pulled the plug on a campaign that had collected more than $10 million for the Freedom Convoy, cutting off a major source of financial support for the demonstrations that has choked the streets of the nation's capital for a week. Now is the time to start a freedom-like
1: Well, they're out there. They're collecting money.
2: Uh, GoFundMe made the announcement Friday that the fundraising page would be closed after concluding that the protest by truckers and their supporters in Ottawa has become an occupation. Given how the situation has evolved, no further funds will be directly distributed to the Freedom Convoy organizers. The platform wrote in a blog post about the decision. We will work with organizers to send all remaining funds to credible and established charities verified by GoFundMe.
1: Now that part's been... Changed. They are just going to refund everyone.
2: We now have evidence from law enforcement that the previously peaceful demonstration has become an occupation with police reports of violence and other unlawful activity, said the statement. So,
1: yeah, I'm still looking for the uh, the evidence of any kind of violence or anything. In fact, I'm I'm looking for evidence of more violence going on there now than what normally goes on in Ottawa I've seen actual reports that there's less violence happening there now than normal. Um, this is a tweet from the Ottawa police. They say, we want to thank GoFundMe for listening to our concerns as a city and a police service. The decision to withhold funding for these unlawful demonstrations is an important step, and we will call on all crowdfunding sites to follow. What's it called when a, when a government coerces private businesses into doing something you know, the, that way you don't do anything to hurt the government. Freedom.
2: Freedom. Freedom, progress.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, they're obviously just trying to stop fascism. fascism. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what it is.
2: Capitalism.
1: Yeah, it's just pure capitalism. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. It's, yeah. Now, we've got actual fascism <laughs> happening right now where the government decides to say, oh, hey, we've got, look at this evidence we have of all these crimes, GoFundMe. You need to make sure that you don't distribute this money to these people that are protesting. And they're super worried about it. Uh, okay. Well, I'm, you know, Joe said they're private companies. They can do what they want is, you know, GoFundMe can do this. And if, if the government wasn't, isn't threatening them with any type of criminal action or removing their status as a business or anything like that, if they just said, Hey, GoFundMe, we just want to let you know, there's a bunch of crimes taking place inside of this area. And then GoFundMe decides that they're going to not distribute the funds. I mean, what am I going to do? Pass a pass a law, or have another government come in and say that they have to distribute the funds through their platform instead of refunding people? That's that's mm-hmm. not an option in my book. Uh, I I can disagree and not use their platform anymore, and we can use a different platform. So that's Are where there other freedom
2: freedom loving platforms
1: um, out g- there. Give, Send, go is the one that they uh, moved over to. I'm pretty sure.
2: Amanda said it's under. DOS attack under DOS attack.
1: Well, I am I'm a little worried that regardless of what platform they use, they still have to use a bank to distribute it to to the people. There's going to have to be a bank account that that moves through that they're taking the money out of, and that's going to be that's going to be an issue. So anyhow.
2: Oh, GiveSendGo is the number one free Christian uh, I, fundraising site. So.
1: Oh, I was qu- I. I well, we'll we will um, remove this episode, Joe, since I said something out of context right there. <laughs> we'll it's, take it out. I might have been quoting him out of context. It seems like maybe he was being.
2: The um, reason why deceituous. we have a hard stop at noon, we have a call with Spotify. Yeah. At noon to, to go over
1: what episodes need taken down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and by the way, just since GoFundMe is super worried about um, occupations in cities, this is GoFundMe supporting a fundraiser for one of the people inside of the old Chaz Chop in Seattle. They say in a community with no police because they took it over and they occupied it and they made sure all the police left under threat of violence, this farmer is feeding people and bringing them closer together. Learn how you can support Marcus's mission within the Capitol Hill autonomous or uh, organized protest. That's what they're calling it that time. So they're super worried about unlawful activity and occupation of a city and, mm-hmm. and all that. No, they're... They're just political hacks, really is what they are. And I would strongly recommend that uh, no one who is not an ardent leftist use GoFundMe anymore for anything mm-hmm. that you need to do.
2: It looks like on Gives and Go, there's uh, $4.7 million raised for the Freedom Convoy. Nice. So get your, re- get your refunds and send it on over.
1: I'm just, I'm assuming they're going to have issues with banks eventually, too. That's you still got to you still have to get the money through to the people.
2: Well, and this is where I hope the market solves the problem. Yeah, we've got truth social coming out soon. (laughs) This is why the
1: government doesn't like Bitcoin either.
2: You know, that's right.
1: They want to be able to control that. Mm -hmm. And if you don't control all those modes of distribution, then they're not really in control. And so they don't want people to be able to use uh, stuff like Bitcoin for anything like this, because that's very dangerous to governments. All right, well, I know Charlie's got to go, and um, i am got to get ready for this interview we're going to be doing here in a little bit, so.
2: Hey, y'all watch your mouth out there, all right, except for Maurice. You can, say, <laughs> you can say every word you want to, Maurice, without getting canceled yeah. at all because of the color of your skin, mm-hmm. and I will get in trouble.
1: Yep, you're canceled.
2: Canceled, so, all right, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, thank God they haven't canceled Joe Rogan. Like and if Joe Rogan goes, what 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 happens?
1: I'll tell you that'll be a a dagger in the heart for a lot of people but because I, he's so big.
2: I think you know? I think that he'll easily be able to transfer him, uh, transfer to other platforms. Like the Joe Rogan show is not going away. Um, Daily Wire takes him on. Oh, possibly. we did see.
1: Uh, I don't know who posted it earlier, but Rumble. This is it was from the post millennial. Rumble is offering Rogan a hundred million dollars to come over to Rumble. Whoa! So. How about that? That's uh, I mean, listen, he's, he's not going to take it unless he gets removed from Spotify. Right. He's, he's not going to do it. But they're throwing around some money. or are trying to. And I'm they probably do have access to that much money because they did go public technically through the market, and mm-hmm. I don't know what their valuation is. But they're up a bunch today because Truth Social's up a bunch today, and they're tied to that. And so Rumble's probably got uh, quite a bit of money they can get a hold of right now.
2: Oh yeah, and you can take out a loan because mm-hmm, you know you're going to make a lot more than a hundred million off Joe Rogan. That's the thing. Yep. So, all right. If you enjoyed today's episode, show, please share it with a friend, a colleague. Uh, share it with your family members. Share it with Joe Rogan. <laughs> Let him know that uh, we support him and um, and you know, words are words. Yeah. At the end of the day, and what you said twelve years ago shouldn't get you canceled today. And that goes for everybody. I, I don't agree with it happening on the left or right or or anything like that. I think freedom of speech is foundational to our country, and um, you should be allowed to say whatever you want. Whatever you want, whenever you want. Mm-hmm. And that, and then let the market decide, right? Now, you know, I guess Spotify is in the free market, whatever. Whole, we could have a whole discussion about that, mm-hmm. all right? Uh, but it is weird when Jen Psaki from the president is up there saying – that yeah, they need to do more to, exactly yeah that the tech companies need to do more now we need to regulate we need to regulate you and break you up mm-hmm. but you also need to do more yeah so mm, you know take that for what you will uh, go to goodmorningliberty.locals.com, sign up it's only five bucks a month be part of the live group so you can watch all this unedited stuff going on it's a it's a fun show lots of lots of folks in here. Looks like they're switching tides over a little bit and more in my favor today. And I see that. Nate, I'm having to pick up the slack because you don't do your share and all this stuff. So now it's, you know, it's kind of moving over from the Chuck hate to the Nate hate. Yeah. And uh, I've got a lovely voice in in all this. I'm, you know, I'm enjoying this. It It feels like prices
1: are about to go up.
2: It feels good on this side. So. Go to goodmorningliberty.locals.com and uh, mastermytrades.com if you want to know what's going on in the market. If you do all those things, we'll be back again tomorrow. Hope you have a good day and a good morning liberty.